Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your family, to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. I think for a very, very, very long time, it was like 99.1 for me. And that is when I really got myself into the thick of beating myself up because I wasn't hitting my goals and counting calories and looking in the mirror and being so mean to myself. I thought that I was living a balance, but I, I don't think I truly really was. I started to enjoy the time that I spent in the 20 rather than beating myself up or feeling guilty later because of the time that I spent in the 20th. I'm still going out with my friends, but I'm just actually enjoying it. I'm not waking up the next day being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I had a slice of pizza last night. I just kind of stopped feeling guilty for living my life. And I think that is when I really started to enjoy that 20%. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. Wow, do I have some updates for you guys. Um, I feel like this week has just kind of been like a whirlwind. Okay, where do I start? You guys are listening to this on Thursday. So as I, as you're listening to this, I'm currently in LA and I'm recording some episodes at Spotify, which is super exciting. And those will be up probably like in the fall time, like next season. And then I've got a couple other adventures planned. And then I'm headed to Denver to podcast movement because I'm going to be a speaker there, which just happened. This is fresh as of yesterday. So I feel like I've been running around, like I know that it's going to all come together, but I just need to like sit here on the mic and just chill for a second and just talk and like get it all off my chest I feel like I use the podcast whenever I do a solo episode a little bit as like therapy in a a sense I feel like I understand 
things when I talk out loud. So I might just ran for like the first couple minutes of this episode and, and then we'll get into the, the habits that make my life easier and whatnot. But I'll spare you guys all the details. I am going to speak at Podcast Movement in Denver and I'm so excited. And my breakout session is all about how to use your story, how to use storytelling marketing in your podcast content and in growing your podcast. So that being said, I've been spending the past couple days, maybe past 24 hours, I guess this just happened yesterday. Um, I spent the past like 24 hours kind of just like crafting my session notes and my keynote and all that stuff. So I feel like I've got a lot to do before this trip because I still have like prep to do as far as my podcast recordings go. I need to pack. I need to get all my ducks in a row. And who keeps trying to FaceTime me? I'm in this group message and everyone wants to FaceTime each other. Anyway, I just feel like I have a lot going on. And so I was feeling overwhelmed this morning. I've been feeling overwhelmed. And there are some things that I do when I start to feel overwhelmed that I think could come in handy. So this episode is half kind of to be a reminder for me, but also to share with you all four things, four productive habits that I do to make my life easier. Oh, but first, I have a really big update for you guys. I did not talk about this at all. I feel like a lot of my podcast episodes have been guests recently, so it's been, I feel like we're, we're like long overdue for a nice little catch up. There is something major that I have been meaning to tell you we're long overdue for a catch up, and I cannot believe that I did not share this. Well, I kind of can believe it because it just wasn't time to be shared yet, and so I feel like I'll do a whole dedicated episode on this topic eventually, but for now, we're going to kind of, I'll just give you guys a little bit of the story here. So a couple months ago now, I can't believe it's months, a couple months ago now, I had Jess Buchanan on the podcast. She is such a cool person and she shared her crazy, crazy story about how she got kidnapped in the Somalian desert for 93 days. She shared all about the kidnapping, what happened when she was there, the rescue, how it shaped her as a person today. It just, you guys have to go listen to that episode. She is such an incredible storyteller and she survived this wild crazy experience and and she is just so inspiring and she has a publishing company called Soul Speak Press and she now uses the platform that she has to help women share their stories um, as well so the way that Jess puts it is she has a big ass story and if you listen to it it is it's a big ass story she went through something that I cannot even imagine, like I, I can't even begin to imagine. I, I don't even have words <laughs> to describe because you guys just have to listen to the episode. At the beginning of this year, she published a book called Deserts to Mountaintops. And it is an anthology sharing 20 women's voices. And now she has made these anthologies, the Deserts to Mountaintop anthologies, um, kind of like a series or she's releasing different volumes and so the first one came out in January and then the second one which is I'm getting to the point of this story here in just a second um, the second one is coming out in January 2024 you know early 2024 January is the target I think it'll be January and I get to be in it 
which is insane. So I get to write a story. I have written a story. I actually have one more comb through of my final draft and then I'm submitting it to the copy editor probably by the end of the day today, which is so scary and so cool and crazy and wild all at the same time. Um, and I'm going to be in a book. So four to 5,000 words that were written by me are going to be published in a book that you can buy on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or literally anywhere you buy books, which is so insane. And I am just so blessed that I have this opportunity and so grateful for Jess. And she has been such an incredible mentor and just, you know, friend in this whole process. And it's made me realize just so, so much about myself. And, you know, this week as I am going kind of just through the checklist of all these things that I have to do, I feel so grateful and so blessed. I'm feeling super, super overwhelmed and I feel like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But I just keep going back to the idea that like it finally feels like a lot of my dreams are coming true, which I'm going to cry. This is so silly. But like if you okay, I wasn't going to share this, but I guess we'll just go there because I can't help myself. I just start talking and I go deep. Like I have conversations with friends and I feel like we always get emotional and like all this other stuff, but I'm so like sappy and sentimental, but let me go grab my journal. I just have to share something with you guys. Lately, it has been incredibly critical that I stay at the top of my mental game. I really don't have time to skip a beat and I hate being like, oh, I'm hustling, oh, I'm busy right now. Like I'm, you know, checking all the boxes. But for real guys, this week has been insane and I really need to be on it. And something that has been super, super helpful in making sure that I'm at the top of my mental game has been Mosh Bars, the protein bar for your brain. Your brain is your number one tool, which is why Mosh Protein Bars were mindfully formulated with some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists to create a bar that supports your brain health with ingredients like ashwanga, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. I've definitely felt like Mosh has helped me stay on top of my mental game. So do not settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and your mind with the fuel that it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash 8020 to save 20% plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouthwatering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash 8020. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by Apostrophe. Have you ever woken up to a new acne breakout at the worst time? I know I have. It is something that I think most of us have probably experienced. I've been pretty open about my acne journey, but for those of you who maybe haven't heard about it, I have struggled with my skin forever. It's always been one of those things that I've just kind of had to like quote deal with, you know, and it always is such a hassle until I found Apostrophe. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. So all you have to do is fill out an online consultation about your skin goals, your medical history, snap a couple selfies, and a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan just for 
for you. And then Apostrophe actually offers access to your prescription treatments for all types of acne. I have a special deal for 8020 listeners. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash 8020 when you use code 8020. That is a saving of $15. This code is only available to 8020 listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash 8020 and click get started. Then use code 8020 at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you to Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. Let me backtrack really quick before I share what I wrote in my journal. Um, my my chapter, what I'm going to talk about. Um, the theme of the anthology is radical self-acceptance. And I went through something back in the fall that I wasn't sure like I would ever... I, Okay, I went through a lot of stuff back in the fall and the book doesn't even really scratch the surface or the chapter doesn't really scratch the surface. Um, but I just, you know, life happens and you just go through things. I don't want to say too much because I want you guys to kind of stay tuned for the chapters. So I kind of need to bite my tongue. But essentially, I've, I've had a lot of friends and people close to me read it and just nothing but so so kind words and incredible early next year when the chapter comes out and you guys can actually read it I can share more about it um, maybe get my friends on here and we can all talk about it together but it's called I am your friend too and it's about my journey to accepting myself with all my flaws all my insecurities all the all the things so so yeah that's what my chapter is about Stay tuned. I have some cool stuff coming up in regard to the book uh, happening soon. Like there's a photo shoot in the fall. There's just all kinds of other cool stuff. So um, definitely we'll be on the lookout. And then when the book is available for pre-order, I will let you guys know. I'll blast it. This is It's kind of more of like a soft, I guess that that was a hard launch, but um, when the book comes out, you guys will no doubt know about it. Um, but the best way to know is to follow me, Lily Rayco, on Instagram, or you can follow Soul Speak Press or Just Be Canon. I will have all of that stuff linked in the show notes for you guys. Okay, so what I was going to share. So within my writing journey, it has taught me, within writing the chapter, it has definitely taught me or kind of brought me back to writing. You know, like English was always, always, always my favorite subject in high school and like middle school and elementary school and stuff. And I loved when you would come into class and you would sit and the teacher would have a writing prompt up on the board and you would have to write about whatever they were prompting you to write about. And I was like, you know, I really, really miss that kind of like morning warm up thing that you would do in English class and, or, you know, whatever time you would come into class. I was like, I just really, really miss that. So I started to just prompt myself with prompts from the internet. And so I've kind of got a little bit of a collection. Maybe I'll do like a blog post or something on my website. Don't quote me on this. I know I'm going to get DMs. They're like, where's the blog post? I'm just speaking out loud. I'm totally in the middle of something right now. I'm in LA as you guys are listening to this. So maybe I'll get around to it. I have like a wish list. Of, I'm such a, I feel like I can generate so many ideas, but I can only do so much in a day. And so I talk and I, I come up with these big ideas, but I really, I never end up doing half of them. Anyway, I 
have been writing more and I had a prompt the other day ask me write as if you were having coffee with yourself from a year ago so Lily August 2022 thinking back to that version of myself I'm like holy shit you had no idea what was coming I feel like most people feel that way so I'm not definitely not alone in that and um, anyway so I wrote down I don't know I I just started writing so I'm going to share a little bit with you guys she sat across the table from me nursing a cold brew with oat milk and despite being on the edge of burnout there was a tiny spark in her eye that I couldn't ignore so how have you been I asked as if I didn't already know stressed she replied I think I need to throw in the towel on the podcast I haven't posted in over a week I don't think that anyone cares I don't think that anyone cares five words that frequently rattle around in my mind but way less these days because the truth is that people do care she doesn't feel it yet but that's what the next 365 days is all about i resist the urge to warn her about the boy who will shatter her heart or how in just a few weeks she'll meet one of her best friends i bite my tongue when she mentions the guy she's crushing on but i guess i'm bad at hiding my facial expressions what is he bad news she asks i think you can do better i respond thinking about the Okay, I'm not going to say the rest because that'll give away who I have a crush on. Um, Okay, we laugh about something silly. Lexi texted and my phone rings. It's a coordinator from Podcast Movement, the event I'm speaking at next week. I hit the red button, decline. I don't want her to know about that one yet. It'll ruin the surprise. It'll ruin how cool it felt to text all of her friends, all of who she has not met yet, to tell them about it. She's hurting now and she doesn't know that the hurt is about to get a lot worse. But she also doesn't know that it will be a wild ride of emotions with some of the best highs and the worst lows she's ever felt. How'd you get off work for this anyway? She asked. Oh, we don't work there anymore. (laughs) Why are you eating regular bread? She glances at my breakfast, avocado toast on sourdough. Oh, it's okay. It doesn't make our tummy hurt. She cocked her head to the left. I knew exactly what she was thinking. Did you eat today? I asked. She pulled out a half-eaten protein bar. This flavor is great. Abby just got me hooked on it. We shifted the conversation to talk about work, how the apartment is coming along, and I recommended that she buy some more plants and go back to yoga. And I suggested that she started to take recommendations from strangers if they seem nice. You never know what it might lead to. Okay, and then I left like a little bit of a gap because I don't really know like how the conversation would end or something, but you know the feeling when you leave a hangout feeling drained. She left me feeling drained. She was super wound up, super stressed. She took all the ears that I could give that day. I often look back at the past versions of me and feel sorry for myself, but within those versions is the same girl, this girl who decided to pull me out. Okay, anyway, needs some work, but kind of cool, kind of a cool prompt. So if you guys write or into creative writing or whatever, this was honestly just like a fun little practice, like literally sit down with a pen, maybe set your timer for like five, 10 minutes and write how a coffee date would go with yourself from a year ago could be kind of fun I don't know that seems like enough deep stuff for today I think we need to move on to four productive habits that make my life easier these are things that I'm doing lately that I implement that I've just kind of learned along the way whether I learned them like in college or when I was doing the nine to five grind just little things that you know help with my productivity I think productivity is something that gets tossed around a lot but it's not, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be this glamorized thing. Being productive and being busy are two separate things. That's another important thing to note. Something that my mom always tells me. 
You can be busy and have a packed calendar. You could sit in meetings all day and nothing gets done. Or you could have, you know, a three-hour work session and get your entire day's worth of work done in that one session. It just depends on your productivity. So let's go ahead and dive into my productivity hacks. All these are super easy. They're things that you can implement right now. And I'm all about streamlining my life. So I'm typically more interested in making sure that things are uncomplicated rather than making them more complicated. So hopefully these little tips and um, productive habits will help to simplify your life rather than overwhelm you. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, this first tip is the best thing to do. So tip or habit, I feel like I use that term so interchangeably, habit number one is to create my to-do list and then slice it up. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, which I did this today, sit down with a blank sheet of paper and write down everything that is on your mind that could be checked off. So if it's as simple as ordering something online, maybe you need to press buy on the Amazon cart with your toilet paper and your you know miscellaneous stuff in there. Maybe it's something bigger, like a project that you have to get done. Maybe it's a phone call that you have to make. Maybe you need to go to an appointment. Maybe you need to book the appointment. Whatever it is, write down everything that you have going on today on this to-do list. It doesn't matter what order you write them in, just get it out of your brain and onto paper so you can see it. I think when you tangibly have your to-do list in front of you, it's a lot easier to tackle it because you can physically see like, oh, this isn't as much as I thought it was, you know? So once it's on paper, maybe grab another blank sheet of paper and then this is where you're gonna slice it up. So divide the piece of paper into a couple different categories. I usually like to do three. So top priority, like this needs to happen soon. The middle level is it's okay if it doesn't get done today, but I hope it does. And then your wish list is going to be at the bottom. These are things that are basically on your wish list, like the blog posts that I always want to do. They're on my wish list. Um, And then just things you need to toss out all together. That can be like a fourth separate category. Things that are not getting done for a long time. And typically the blog posts go in that category for me they're just they just keep getting pushed to the bottom so this helps me to visualize what is a top priority and what is not a top priority it's really as simple as that so for me a great example is order contacts I wear contacts and glasses and I need to reorder my contacts this has been something that's been in the middle level for two ish weeks now and it has now been bumped up to the top priority needs to happen urgent because we're going to be out of contacts in like a week and a half. So that is getting pushed to the top. And that's something that I'm going to do tonight before I go to bed. Made it, made a pact with myself that I just need to do it. It's super simple. It's just like a random administrative task, but it's just something that I've been pushing off because it's like another thing to do. So, um, so yeah, that's just like a really small example, but you can use this method in school. You can use it in work. You can use it in your personal life. I think too, this is helpful when thinking of like social things, like what friends haven't you seen in a while? What social things are top priority? What did you commit to? And um, it's just easy to like literally have everything laid out, see what you have going on and just make it all make sense. You know, habit number two is to streamline any decision-making to avoid analysis paralysis. I love that term analysis paralysis. I think it's so funny because 
it is one of the truest things I've ever heard in my entire life. When you have too much going on, when you have too many decisions to make, it's really, really difficult to know where to start. When you are faced with too many things being thrown at you. I mean, we are all the time. Like our phones are a great example of this. The TV, you walk outside, you're being shoved advertisements down your throat. You open your inbox. People need things from you. We are surrounded by so much going on that there are tons of little tiny micro decisions that you have to make every single day that when you take some of those decisions out, it helps life become less overwhelming. So your morning routine is a great place to take decisions out. Once you have a set solid morning routine, I've got a couple episodes on this, you already know what's going to happen when you start your day. There's no question. You're not going to roll over and be like, oh my gosh, what do I have going on today? Like you get out of bed and you walk into the kitchen and you drink water. Then you empty the dishwasher and then you make your bed and then you do your tongue scraper. Like whatever your morning routine is, whatever it looks like, you already know what's going to happen. You kind of just roll out of bed and hop on the conveyor belt and go. So because you have a routine, whether it's morning, night, a routine when you step into the office at work, a routine with your friends, a routine with your kids, a routine with your roommate, whatever it is, um, you know what's coming. The expectations already been set and you don't have to think that hard because there's going to be a lot of opportunities for you to use your brain later in the day but if you can just kind of roll through your morning routine and I mean make it fun make it enjoyable don't make it mindless I think your morning routine definitely should be mindful but just give yourself less options and it is super super helpful so already have your coffee picked out have your alpha picked out just kind of know what's coming and it just makes the day a lot easier another cool way to streamline decision making is when you ask your friends for recommendations, take them up on their recommendations. Or when you ask a family member for a recommendation, take them up on their recommendations. I have never been more reliant on my friends than I am these days. And this kind of goes back to my, well, you guys haven't read it yet, so I guess I can't refer to it. But uh, story in Deserts to Mountaintops is very focused on how my friends have helped to build me up and kind of help me become the person that I am today. I'm a big believer that you kind of become like the top five people that you spend the most time around but I also think that you're a product of the suggestions that are made to you and the recommendations that you take and um it just makes your life simple too like I'm not saying to let everyone completely take over your life but if your friend is like hey you should check out agave the Mexican restaurant that just opened I feel like this is such a basic a basic habit to get into but next time you aren't sure where to go to dinner think about that recommendation and then just take them up on it oh this is the best too like when you walk into a new place and you don't know what food to order ask the waiter or the waitress to just make a recommendation be like okay I like chicken and I like beef what do you recommend and then just take them up on the first thing that they say it's so easy like it just takes the decisions out of your life like you've already had a tough day of making decisions let someone else pick your dinner and then cook it for you I think it's great I feel like that's the most basic habit is just like make your life easier I don't am I the only person that overthinks every little thing I can't be I feel like the crowd that listens to this podcast is gonna be like yeah Lily I totally relate but um but yeah I don't know I think I think a lot of times overthinkers 
have a really hard time letting go of that control. I used to always think that I had to be the one to make every single decision about my life. But when I kind of just like let go and was like, okay, you know what? Someone else can cook me dinner tonight. Like I'm going to be fine. I'm going to take this person up on their suggestion and check out this new location or whatever it is. I feel like life just got a lot better. It's, you know, it's kind of fun to like see the world through other people's eyes and, um, I don't know, just like enjoy what other people enjoy, you know? Thanks to Babbel, I know what that means. Do you? One in five Americans actually has learned a new language on their bucket list. So if that's you, check it off your list this summer with Babbel. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, and rooted in real-life situations. I've found that using Babbel is really fun. It's not just a game to pass the time away or make you feel like you're learning a new language, but at the same time, it's not overly academic or rigid, so you don't feel like you're in a really tough college class. You don't feel like it's something that you have to do. It's kind of just become a fun piece of my day-to-day routine that I really look forward to. You can choose how much time you put into the program every day, so whether it's five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes or even longer sessions so there's always a way to fit in a babble session here is a special limited time deal for 8020 listeners to get started right now get 55 percent off of your babble subscription but only for 8020 listeners at babble.com slash 8020 again that's 55 percent off at babble.com slash 8020 spelled b-a-b-b-e-l.com slash 8020 rules and restrictions may apply Habit number three is the practice of monotasking. I get so much backlash when I tell people that I do not multitask. And multitasking is seen as this like superpower. Or there's this other term, and I forget what it is, but I think it's like called supertasking or something. And I don't know where the heck it came from because it cannot be true. Like, unless you are an octopus, like, super tasking like you're joking okay when you multitask your brain is giving I forget the exact percentage but it's definitely not a hundred to every task that you're participating in and then every time that you try to say you're on the phone checking emails and you're trying to order a cup of coffee okay you're doing three things at once Every time that your brain switches from the conversation that you're having on the phone to your inbox and then back to, I don't even know how this logistically would work, but then back to the person, like the barista at the coffee shop, you have to completely refocus your brain and you're actually losing time during that refocusing period. So you're not really benefiting yourself in any way shape or form you're not really saving time in the long run because you're not really fully focused on anything and then what are you actually doing if you're not fully focused on anything you're like barely there you know and so I have major beef with multitasking I just I hate it so much but it's so tempting like it's super tempting to cook dinner and check your phone and listen to music and have the TV on and then you end up with a burnt dinner you have no idea what's going on on the TV show because you missed it because you're listening to this song and you're scrolling Instagram and you're talking on the phone at the same time so I feel like you just like miss life around you when you're not fully present and you're like just feeling 
like you're being pulled in tons of different directions. So I have adopted the principle of monotasking instead. And this is exactly how it sounds. It's where you give 100% of your attention to the thing that you're doing right now. At the beginning of this podcast episode, my phone was going off every time it buzzed next to me on the couch. I would turn my attention to the phone, read what someone said, and then try to come back to the thought that I was saying in the podcast. And it really wasn't working. So I'm going to have to really chop up the beginning of this episode because it didn't, I could not formulate a clear thought because I was reading and talking at the same time. And that doesn't work. So, so I turned my phone on, do not disturb. I put it on the kitchen counter and now I'm fully focused and fully present with you guys for the, you know, 30 to 45 minutes that we get to spend together rather than trying to read a group chat and respond and be funny and do all the things. I'm just trying to be present. And so monotasking is very, very cool. You guys should try it. And it just, it's kind of more peaceful too, because you're not like, oh, what do I do? Like this email is coming in and like I'm scrolling Instagram. I don't know. It's just multitasking stresses me out. I'm already a chronically more stressed out person. And I feel like monotasking just makes my life easier, especially when you have a lot going on. Like why would you purposefully put yourself into a more high stress state by trying to do 10 things at once? Last productive habit for you all today is to follow the 80-20 rule. And I feel like I don't use the podcast name enough, okay? I really don't. Follow the 80-20 rule. It's definitely like a rough estimate, okay? And I feel like lately I have been spending way more time in the 20 than I should. And being in the 20, okay, let me just explain this really quick for you guys because I jokingly kind of coined some funny terms like, oh, they call me going 80 and a 20, um, oh, guys, I think I finally figured it out. When you're spending too much time in a 20, that's when they've caught you going 80 in the 20. Wait, guys, I finally figured it out. Okay, so for the longest time, that was just something funny that I said, but I think I'm going 80 in a 20. Oh, wait, or maybe going 20 in an 80. I'm lost. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys just as lost as I am? Let's talk this through. Okay, so if I'm going... 80 in a 20. That means that I'm spending too much time in the 20. Is that right? Yes, I think so. But if I'm going 20 in an 80, that means that I'm not spending enough time in the 80, but those things both mean the same thing. So let me do a little bit more explaining. <laughs> okay, so basically what happens is the 80 is kind of like the the wellness girl. It's like the healthy whatever, your routine, the routine version of you. And, but at the same time, I don't think that you're, it shouldn't be like Monday through Friday, you're on a routine and Saturday and Sunday you go wild. I don't think that that should be the case at all. The 80-20 rule is rooted in flexibility, right? It's rooted in like, okay, 80% of the time, give or take, you know, eat healthy, make sure, you know, you're getting your proteins and, and your veggies and all that stuff. Hit those workout goals, stick to your schedule, etc. And then about 20% of the time, that is when you can have some fun. Eat the cake, eat the cookie, you know, live your life. Don't be so freaking hard on yourself all the time. And I think for a very, very, very long time, it was like 99-1 for me. And that is when I really got myself into the thick of beating myself up because I wasn't hitting my goals and counting calories and, 
you know, just like looking in the mirror and being so mean to myself and those mean comments and that mean kind of, you know, negative feedback that I was giving myself was rooted in the fact that I thought for the longest time I couldn't, I, I thought that I was living a balance, but I, I don't think I truly really was. And it's not something that I can necessarily speak on or give solid advice because it's, there's nothing really in my life that changed other than the fact that I started to enjoy the time that I spent in the 20 rather than beating myself up or feeling guilty later because of the time that I spent in the 20, if that kind of makes sense. So I'm still having fun. I'm still going out with my friends, but I'm just actually enjoying it. I'm not waking up the next day being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I had a slice of pizza last night. I can't believe I drank, you know, a couple glasses of wine. I can't believe that I, you know, missed my workout this morning. I I just kind of stopped feeling guilty for living my life. And I think that is when I really saw when I really started to enjoy that 20%, kind of to bring this around to to start to make sense a little bit. Uh, I had some friends that would just kind of say to me like, oh, like, are you in the 20 today or in the 80 today? Kind of as a joke. And the 20 could mean anything. Recently, some of my friends have said, okay, like if you're hungover, you're in the 80 today because last night you were in the 20. So it's just kind of more, more of a joke. Like, okay, I'm feeling 80 because last night I was feeling 20. But I think going 80 in a 20... I think I just coined it. It's when you're spending too much time in the 20. And I think right now I'm spending too much time in the 20. I'm having a little bit too much fun. And maybe that's just summer. Maybe that's just me, you know, living this new like fun version of me. Like fun, fun Lil has been activated. And I don't don't think that there's any going back. That's what Lexi said to me the other day. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, living in the 20 is... Um, it's a good spot to be as long as you don't forget about that 80 and (laughs) I can't even take myself seriously. Oh, this is so funny. It can literally mean whatever you guys want it to mean. Come up with your own ratio. As long as it equals a hundred, that's all I ask. One time, this is funny, quick little anecdote for you guys. I had, this probably two years ago, I had someone knock off the podcast logo and I just like done a little rebrand and it had like a slash through it. I guess it still is a slash through the 80 and the 20. But I had someone knock off almost the exact podcast cover or like the podcast logo. The only difference was the person named their podcast 6020. I drafted a nice note that was basically like, stop copying me. And I wasn't going to send it until a couple of my listeners were like, hey, this podcast just followed me. They're totally knocking off everything. Like she stole my bio. She stole my descriptions. She stole everything. And um, I wasn't going to say anything because I was like, this this isn't going to last very long. It's a little flash in the pan. Like I know that this person is just, clearly they don't have any inspiration. But what really got me was that the podcast title was 6020 instead of 8020. So she couldn't even like fully not it wasn't even 100 percent. so anyway just I thought that was kind of funny but anyway that was just you know part of part of owning a business and and doing the stuff is you get people that do stuff like that sometimes but anyway regardless of what your ratio looks like like in your own life um, as long as it adds up to 100 that's great but 80 20 is a good place to sit I think it's a fun one and I think that if you 
carve out some dedicated time in your day, in your week to both productivity and rest and relaxation, I think that there's definitely a fine balance there and you can find success. And that ratio might look different depending on, you know, the week that you have and what you have on your agenda and the schedule that you have to follow with, you know, work or school or whatever it might look like. Um, And also depends on your cycle too. I've felt really, really low at the beginning of the week because I was on my period. And then as my period has started to end, my energy has gone up. So that's kind of, that's pretty natural. Just kind of finding like the ebbs and flows of your cycle and what works for you and your schedule, I think is super important. And you'll find that balance. You'll find that ratio. But I definitely think 80-20 happens to be a good one. All right, guys. So... Those are my four productive habits that I implement into my day-to-day life. The first one is to slice up my to-do list. The second one is to streamline my decision-making. The third one is to focus on monotasking. And the fourth one is to follow the 80-20 rule. I really, really hope that these habits are inspiration for you guys, or maybe you take them and run with them or take them and adapt them. But I would also love to know what productive habits you use in your day-to-day life. So if you want to share any of those with me, you should definitely join the 8020 group chat. There is a link in the show notes that you can use to join. And um, we just have all kinds of conversations there. Super fun ones. We talk about life and ask questions and share stories and all this stuff. So it's super fun. So definitely go join that. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Lily Rayco or the podcast Instagram at 8020pod. Both of those will also be linked in the show notes. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything that you have done to support the show. I so, so appreciate you. Um, thank you for helping me make all my dreams come true with the book, with podcast movement on the horizon, with like literally recording at Spotify. What? Like that's insane. Just crazy stuff coming up. I am just feeling so, so blessed and so, so grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next week. Bye.